Welcome to Lexia Talks, an education podcast that empowers educators with actionable thought leadership content. Each week, we deliver the latest education news, insights, teaching tips, policy analysis, and more. Today's topic is five things you may not know about English learners. English learners are often thought of as a homogeneous group, but in reality, they're extremely diverse. Although you likely know these common facts about English learners, you may not be as familiar with the underlying complexities of this often misunderstood population. So let's jump in. Here are five things you may not know about English learners. Fact number one. English learners compose one of the fastest growing student populations in the country. But did you know there are about 5 million ELs in the United States, about 9.6% of all public school students, and the number is increasing. In fact, by the year 2025, nearly one out of every four public school students will be an English learner. Since the passage of the Bilingual Education Act in 1968, all public schools are required to offer ELs an appropriate level of education. Fact number two, all students have the same natural ability to acquire language skills unless diagnosed with a language disorder. But did you know, based on their native language, some students will have a more difficult time learning English? But did you know, based on their native language, some students have a more difficult time learning English? For example, students whose first language uses the Latin alphabet or has a sentence structure similar to English may have an easier time acquiring English language skills compared to those whose native language uses characters like Mandarin or is written from right to left like Arabic or Hebrew. Additionally, depending on culture and parental literacy, English learners may face a number of challenges with regard to oral English language development, including limited exposure to spoken English in the home. Fact number three, being bilingual promotes all areas of cognitive functioning. But did you know, people who speak two languages have also been shown to have more efficient monitoring systems. In a study from the International Journal of Cognitive Science, monolinguals and bilinguals responded similarly when their brain's monitoring system was not under stress. But in conditions requiring high monitoring demands, bilinguals were faster. The bilingual brain is used to handle two languages at the same time, which aids in developing functional skills such as inhibition, switching attention, and working memory. Fact number four, not all ELs are immigrants. But did you know more than half of EL students were born in this country? According to the National Education Association, second-generation students, defined as children born in the U.S. to at least one immigrant parent, currently constitute about a quarter of the nation's children and 75% of elementary English learners. According to the Obama-Biden Transition Project, 75% of EL students in grades K to 5 and 57% of those in grades 6 to 12 are native-born. Fact number five, Spanish is the most common mother tongue of English learners in the U.S. But did you know, according to the Migration Policy Institute, English learner students in the U.S. speak more than 150 languages, including Chinese, Vietnamese, and Haitian Creole. Of the top 10 first languages spoken by English learners, six of them, Chinese, Korean, Hindi, Arabic, Russian, and Hmong Miao, are not based on the Latin alphabet. So what does this mean for teachers? The number of English learners in the United States is growing rapidly, and there are many states that have not previously had large immigrant populations. 
Here are a few classroom tips when working with English learners. Embrace modeling. Model for students what they are expected to do or produce, especially for new skills or activities, by explaining and demonstrating the learning actions, sharing your thinking process aloud, and showing good teacher and student work samples. Modeling promotes learning and motivation and boosts student self-confidence. Monitor your rate of speech and wait time. Speak slowly and clearly and provide students with enough time to formulate their responses, whether in speaking or in writing. Remember, they're thinking and producing in two or more languages. After asking a question, wait for a few seconds before calling on someone to respond. This wait time provides all students with an opportunity to think and process and gives ELs a needed break to formulate a response. Use non-linguistic cues. Use visuals, sketches, gestures, intonation, and other nonverbal cues to make both language and content more accessible to students. Teaching with visual representations of concepts can be immensely helpful to ELs. Give clear instructions. Give verbal and written instructions. This practice can help all learners, especially ELs. In addition, it's far easier for a teacher to point to the board in response to the inevitable repeated question, what are we supposed to do? Check for understanding. Regularly check that students are understanding the lesson. After an explanation or lesson, a teacher could say, please put thumbs up, thumbs down, or sideways to let me know if this is clear. It's perfectly fine if you don't understand or are unsure. This last phrase is essential if you want students to respond honestly. Teachers can also have students quickly answer on a post-it note that they place on their desks. The teacher can then circulate to check responses. So what did we learn today? The increasing number of English learners entering the education system presents unique challenges for teachers and educational leaders. While these students may have certain learning needs in common, it's important to understand that the English learner population, like any population, is a great deal more diverse than one may think. Thanks for joining us this week on Lexia Talks. Make sure to visit our website, lexialearning.com podcast, where you can access all of our podcast content. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the podcast, that would help us out too. Until next time.